Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs issued a new apology and acknowledged discrimination took place at the legislature related to then-Democratic Senate aide Talanya Adams. Hobbs, who in 2015 was the Senate Democratic leader, said in an interview with the Arizona Republic that she recognized that her initial response fell short of taking accountability and that it was unnecessarily defensive. Adams said she was discriminated against on the basis of race and sex, that when she repeatedly raised questions about her pay and working conditions with supervisors, she was fired, a maneuver she argued was retaliation for questioning the process. Adams, who is African-American, filed a discrimination lawsuit contending she was unfairly being paid less than white male colleagues. A motion filed by then-Senate lawyer Michael Moberly said Adams simply expressed a desire to discuss a potential raise because her workload had increased and she had not received a raise during the time she had been employed at the Senate. As it turned out, the legislative policy advisor affirmed Adams did earn less than many white male colleagues. A federal jury last month awarded Adams $2.75 million, ruling she was fired for questioning the pay gap. Because of laws capping damages, she'll actually receive no more than $300,000. Hobbs released a three-minute apology video via Twitter earlier this month, a mea culpa that included everything from Talonia Adams to her lack of accountability to her limited experience with racism. Hi, I'm Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State and candidate for governor. Over the past several weeks, I've heard from many of you about my response to the discrimination that Talonia Adams faced as an employee in the legislature. I understand that my response fell short of taking real accountability. Please allow me to say this clearly and unequivocally. I apologize to Ms. Adams. I'm truly sorry for the real harm that I caused Ms. Adams and her family. But was this apology sincere or a part of a larger strategy to help her become the next governor of Arizona? Welcome to The Gaggle, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we chat with reporters, experts, and special guests to keep you fully informed on Arizona's political news. I'm your host, Ron Hansen, a national reporter for the Arizona Republic. Yvonne Winget Sanchez is off on holiday this week. As the long battle between Talanya Adams and the Senate comes to a close, the fallout for those involved may just be getting started. Joining us today is Stacey Barchinger, the Republic's state politics reporter who's been covering the Senate and the Adams-Hobbs debacle these last few months. Stacey, welcome back to The Gaggle. Thanks for having me back. So this discrimination lawsuit's been going on for several years. To help get us a better understanding of this case, can you walk us through the nuts and bolts of the matter and what role Adams played as a Senate aide and why she was fired? 
Yep, absolutely. So it all starts back in uh, 2015. Uh, at that time, Adams had already been working for the Senate Democrats for a few years, and her role was as a policy advisor. So she helped lawmakers shape bills, gave them advice on policy that they wanted to set for the state. She was let go from the Senate in 2015. What we know about what happened really comes from testimony that has come out in court and these really extensive transcripts that have been included in the court record. And there's uh, multiple reasons that she was let go, and it kind of depends on who you ask. She said that she was discriminated against, again, because of the pay disparity that you had mentioned. She says that she tried to bring it up to Katie Hobbs and other Senate leaders, both Republicans and Democrats, and that when she tried to talk to them about this, she was fired in retaliation. Katie Hobbs has said in her testimony and elsewhere that she had issues with Adams on the job, that she went outside of protocols for bringing up HR issues, and that she basically abandoned her job. Of course, it's worth noting that two juries have weighed in on this, and both have said that Adams was discriminated against on the job and that she was fired in retaliation. So to be clear on this, what was Katie Hobbs's role in the firing, and where did that end and, and others have any responsibility? Yeah, so the way that it's portrayed in the court record is it was a group decision. So Katie Hobbs was the highest-ranking Democrat at the time, um, and Adams worked for her as a Democratic advisor. Wendy Baldo, the Senate chief of staff who answered to the Republicans. Of course, Republicans controlled the legislature and the Senate then, just like they do now. So the court record makes it seem like there was this group decision among Katie Hobbs, Wendy Baldo, um, and the Democratic chief of staff, Jeff Winkler, that Adams' services were no longer needed in the Senate. Katie Hobbs has admitted that she participated in this discussion, but one of Adams' concerns outside of court is that as the highest ranking Democrat, she really had a lot of authority to say like, yes or no, this is going to happen or it isn't. Um, and Adams really feels like Hobbs has not taken responsibility for that amount of authority that she had in the decision making. So now Adams is claiming that Hobbs hasn't apologized to her personally and has rejected Hobbs's public apologies. Do we know why? Yeah, and this is true. You know, I had an opportunity to ask Katie Hobbs about this uh, last week, and she acknowledges that she has not directly or in person apologized to Adams. Um, her apologies have come through media statements and through us, basically, first. Um, that is very upsetting to Adams um, and kind of leads her to believe that the purpose here is for Hobbs's political gain, to do damage control for a situation that, you know, inarguably is harming her chances at being the next governor. Is there any chance of a personal apology at this point between the two women? It, has that moment already passed? They're in very different places on that. Uh, I asked Katie Hobbs and she said she was open to it, but that it would be a private discussion. And it's been public so far. Um, and then, of course, Adams was asked about this during a separate press conference she had and it was a, uh, uh, it sounded like a no, although in not so many words. Okay. So given the state of play at this moment, what is the importance of this case and why does it matter in the long run? 
Katie Hobbs has really been seen as the front runner for the Democratic nomination for governor. Um, that's thanks in part to her role as Secretary of State and the profile she's built going on national news, you know, in support of the 2020 election, which has been under fire here in Arizona, you know, ever since it happened. But one of the key issues is how she responded to this latest verdict that was over a month ago. Lots of folks really saw it as shifting messages. Um, she had apologized in 2019. She tried to blame the Republicans initially in November, and then ultimately issues this you know three-minute apology video last week. That certainly hasn't sat very well with black leaders here in Arizona. A group came together and issued a letter that was very critical of her for not acknowledging at first that discrimination had taken place. Um, and in interviews with them, we know that they're still very upset and they are working against Katie Hobbs getting elected because of this. It's certainly also going to have an impact through the primary in August. You know, her two opponents, the former state representative Aaron Lieberman and then former Nogales mayor and Obama official Marco Lopez have totally seized upon this. Right. Um Lieberman says it looks bad for all Democrats and they all need to respond or they're all going to take a hit on this. Um, both Lieberman and Lopez have put out diversity and inclusion plans should they be elected. Um, and the timing of that is not a coincidence. OK, so clearly the Hobbs campaign has struggled with this ruling and and their uh, legal footing at the moment. But what about Democrats more broadly? You talked about Lopez and Lieberman. How might this affect Hobbs and the Democrats into 2022? It seems like something that they're going to have to address. Um, and I say that because we already know that the Republican apparatus is paying attention to this and they're going to spend a ton of money making it campaign advertisements, um, making sure that it's still in the public sphere, that people know that this is happening. We've seen folks like Congressman Greg Stanton come out and say Democrats need to be more um, out front in condemning what happened here. State Senator Sally Ann Gonzalez feels the same way. She's been very critical of her colleagues for not saying something publicly about what happened. I anticipate it's going to be an issue going forward for Democrats. And then it also has prompted some speculation about whether other people will get into the governor's race. Um, there still is time for that. But there's this open question of just how damaging this is to Hobbs' run. So who might join the race that isn't already in the in the campaign? Yeah. So there's been a lot of speculation about uh, Mayor Corey Woods of Tempe. Um, and I ran into Tempe Mayor Corey Woods, who is a black man, at an art fair recently after he hadn't been returning my phone calls for a couple of days. And... He gave like a very politician answer, which was, I haven't started a campaign committee. I haven't, you know, filed any official paperwork. I'm running the city of Tempe. Um, but also said, you know, he thinks that his name is coming up because of this situation with Hobbs and Adams and that people are starting to talk about whether there is room for someone else to get involved. So these challenges for Democrats come in what already feels like will be a pretty difficult environment for them. Talk about that a bit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Arizona is in some sort of a political transition, but it's a midterm election that traditionally will be seen as an uphill battle for Democrats based on who is in the White House. And then, of course, we look to 
off-year elections this year um, in which Republicans fared very well. So we're looking at an uphill battle for Democrats already and a sure bet that a discrimination case is going to be on people's TV screens thanks to lots of advertising dollars from Republicans. The Republican National Committee has already put out statements, you know, saying that Hobbs' campaign is doomed, which I think is a sure sign that this is going to be an issue going forward into 2022. Do the Republicans have any room to talk about this issue much? Uh, They're not known as an especially diverse party. Is there any reason to think that they can talk much about this as an issue for them, or is it a way to just discourage Democratic participation? I mean, I think you'll see it as discouraging Democratic participation because I think Democrats have made themselves the party of fairness and equity. Um, This is an issue that they campaign on often and prioritize. And so to have a verdict of discrimination just is really contradictory to the message that the party is trying to send. Well, we'll be watching what happens with all of this, Stacey. Uh, Remind our listeners how they can follow you. Yep, I'm on Twitter at S Barchinger. It's S B A R C H E N G E R. Well, thank you for joining us. And that is it for today, Gaggle listeners. While we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H A N S E N. You can follow my co host, Yvonne, at Yvonne Winget. Today's episode was edited and produced by Kaylee Monahan with oversight from Manny Lozano. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. And if you enjoy this show, you can also follow us and other Arizona Republic podcasts like Valley 101 on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. For The Gaggle, I'm Ron Hansen. We'll catch up with you next week when we recap the biggest news stories of 2021.